now it's time for some midweek thoughts. I think oftentimes we have an expectation of how we think the other person is going to feel, and that's wrong. We shouldn't we shouldn't manage how we act based on how we think somebody else is going to act. It's doing them a disservice. And we we always seem to judge people based on how we would react in that situation. Yeah. But that's not how they would react because they're them. And I mean, like, because if, if you took three hours to figure out where to go and someone's like, hey, actually, I really can't make it at this point. I'm really sorry. Would you be like, dick? <laughs> yeah, no. I'd be like, I'd be like, dude, I'm honestly, really sorry it took so long. I yeah, know we had like good the, my bad. I get it. My bad. You know, so maybe next time. Right. I did a quote the other day. Like, don't be worried about letting people down because it wasn't your responsibility to hold them up in the first oh, place. Damn. Like, yeah. if, if you think you're the one holding them up and then you have the ability to let them down. Like, no, because you shouldn't have been holding them up in the first place, nor mm. should they have expected you to have them to a certain level. Like, it just that shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. You know? That's really good. I need to think about that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's like I think people have a certain perception of me and I'm afraid of not living up to that perception. And maybe that's a lot of maybe that's like me putting on like a persona or something. You mm. know what I mean? Like me not being my authentic self because I'm afraid that I won't live up to what they, they, I think they want me to be or yeah, something. I think expectations in and of themselves. I think you really have to be very careful and in, in marriage relationships and stuff like the expectations of like, well, I, I made dinner. So I guess it's your responsibility to clean up. Mm-hmm. And some people have that. I'm like, and it's hard to creep in. It's like, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm, it's my my dinner. I'm I made it. I cooked it. I I'm gonna clean up. Mm. Like it's no big deal. It's all part of the process. There shouldn't be a well. I did this, so you do this. Sort of in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if if you're responsible, be responsible for it. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife's always like, "Hey, you made dinner. I'll clean up." I'm like, "Nah, I'll clean up mm-hmm. because part of my cleaning up is." During the process of making dinner, I'm cleaning as I'm making dinner. Some mm-hmm. people in there in the kitchen, they'll like make a huge mess <laughs> yeah, and then clean up after. I'm like, right. yeah, I can't do that. I know. I'm the same I way. I can't do that. That's why when she cooks and I'm like, <laughs> I feel obligated to clean up because she cooked. Mm-hmm. I don't want to because <laughs> she knows that we talk about this all the time. <laughs> like she's, she tries to do it a whole lot more lately, like cleaning up as it goes, but she's more of the. Let's just get the, the cooking the done. The process of cooking. She mm-hmm. enjoys that process. Cleaning is not even on her radar. Right. Um, and that's okay. It's right. not that she's wrong. So it's not that I'm wrong that I like to keep things clean along the way. Because mm-hmm. it's not so much about the cooking for me. It's about preparing the meal and feeding ourselves. Well, you just hit another nail so. on the head is you just said nothing's wrong or nothing's right. It's just a preference. And I think that's another thing that always trips me up, even though consciously I know that this is true, but there is no right or wrong pretty much with anything in life. It's just a matter of what outcome are you willing to deal with? And that's really it. And um, I even had a situation where I texted my therapist and I was asking her a question. And I knew as I was typing that there's not really a right or wrong. I just wanted their opinion. And she gave me her opinion, but she then ended it with saying, but there's no right or wrong. It's just a matter of what, you know, what you're willing to deal with. And, and it's so true. It's like at this party, 
what outcome am I willing to deal with? Do 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 I want to coil and go back to the car and I let the, I let the situation defeat me, or do I want to try to push through it and see if I can find like a new realization about myself? And um, of course, it's easier to recoil in every situation. It's always easier to go to default. Always. That's why it's called default because you don't think about it. You just slip into it. But I think I don't want to. You know, I don't want to live my life that way. I want to figure out how to like not have a deep that that be my default. Right. Just to be able to like sit in the moment and process yes. what you're feeling, why you're feeling it and not have to like retreat. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess for you, like you, you, you mentioned a lot how something will spark in you and then you kind of snap a little bit. Like that seems to be the default. It's like how to like, if you yeah. don't, if you don't like being that way, figuring out like, why, why is that the you default? Just like stop deep breath. Um, I have defaults. I shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Yesterday, my son was playing two days ago. He was playing Minecraft, right? Mm-hmm. And he'd already been playing for an hour. Okay. Yeah. And he found this ender portal end portal. Whatever, I've seen that. I was watching gameplay. Gets to go to the ender world and fight the, the I think it's called like another world or something. I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> But we finally got to the point after an hour, and I, and I helped him set up the portal. Like, I helped him figure it out. And uh, I said, all right, buddy, time's up. And he just, like, started crying. Mm. And I was like, you can save it, right? And start it from here tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'm like, then why are you crying? Mm. Well, I wanted to keep playing it now. And I lost my shit. Oh, wow. I just, I, and I said, if you're going to cry, over video games, video games are going bye bye. Oh wow! And I have, I have, I don't feel bad. I have zero patience for that shit. Mm. If you're gonna start crying over a screen, mm. ain't happening. And he knows that. He knows that. Mm. But like making that connection, like I know you're excited. This game ain't going anywhere. Mm. You know. And I just, I, 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 I probably made him feel too bad for crying, but, mm. but I don't care because mm. I don't want my kid crying over stupid screens. Anyway, I've, welcome to Parenting Fuck Ups with John. <laughs> do you want me to try to decipher what I think happened or no? You, you can say oh, no. I know. I, I mean, I think he was probably excited about it. He didn't hear his timer go off, so he wasn't even aware that he had been like over an hour and that everything was a bonus for like the past 15 minutes. And like all of his expectations were that he, he didn't hear the timer yet. He was going to get and then I told him and yeah. I took it away from him. I Yeah, and, I, I, I think that's probably like an escape for him. And that's probably like reprieve from just everyday life. Mm-hmm. And to have that taken away, it it's like a reminder that, Oh, I have to go back now. But then you, but then begs the question, why do you need to escape? From and everyday I don't think life? it's an escape. He knows you don't, you don't he only think gets so? like an hour. And okay. whenever he's not playing Minecraft, he's reading a book or anything. So like he's, that. He he's always Percy kind of Jackson going away book, into so a different world. His, yeah. He loves that. Okay. Stuff. So like, but I think it was that uh, I didn't hear the timer go off. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it, I'm not able to play it right away. now. And I, but I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. You need to be able, when I tell you the time is up, now is not the time to start crying about it. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, when the time, when your time's up, you save it, put it away. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. There is no emotional attachment to this video game. Oh my God, dude. So. I'm so, oh my God, I have a train that we need to hop on. Okay. Okay. Whenever you complained or whined as a child growing up, were your needs met pretty quickly? I have no idea. I can't remember. 
I blocked out a lot of what happened in my childhood. You'll have to ask my mom. <laughs> whenever, whenever you've wanted something in life, whenever you've, um, yeah, I guess wanted anything. What was it for the most part granted or were you denied a lot? Like, oh, I was probably denied an awful you lot. You think so? Yeah. Okay. But not, yeah, I don't, I'm not bitter about that. I think there was just a lot of stuff, needs, wants, necessities. What's, you know. Okay. So this is probably going to make me look bad, but, um, but maybe not. My parents have been so loving and so supportive and so kind that for the most part in my life, whenever I've wanted something, for the most part, they've done it. Mm. You know, I very, very rarely have they ever been like, I mean, it's happened where I haven't gotten what I wanted. And, um, but a lot of the times in my life, I wouldn't say I feel like, um, entitled or, but I definitely feel privileged. I feel like they've heard my cries and they've helped me achieve or they've given me what, you know, growing up. You know, I really want that toy. Chances are I probably got the toy. Mm-hmm. I want that beanie baby. Chances are I got the beanie baby. Um, I think in one regard, they're trying to provide for a, you know, a need that a kid wants and they're just trying to bring love. You know what I mean? Like the, in their mind, they're doing the right thing. But what I'm getting at is I almost think as an adult, if you're used to getting what you want and then all of a sudden life inevitably happens and you, start not getting what you want it's probably harder for people like me to cope than people like you who you're just used to like the world doesn't cater to me i've known this since i was a child and so it doesn't it doesn't crush me as hard whenever i face rejection mm-hmm. would you think that's a fair thing to say i mean maybe maybe not specifically i think about some of the like i think about growing up the things when we had a <clears throat> ping pong table in our house we had a pool you know, I had, I had a very, I mean, despite whatever circumstances growing up, there was like, I, was, I wasn't in want or mm. need of a lot, you mm-hmm. know, self-sufficient. Um, yeah. Like there, you know, we had food on the table. I think more of the things I struggled with was that alcoholic father who is unpredictable. Um, you didn't know, uh, the manipulation that occurred, but outside of like any physical needs, like, like we're well taken care of. I didn't feel like I was deprived or anything like okay. that. So, um, you know, we had a swing set out back. We had a great neighbors. We were, I was able to hop on a bike that, you know, my parents bought to go down to the Creek and go fishing. We had all of that stuff. Dang, yeah. Um, there was a lot of, I think, relational difficulties and mm-hmm. there was probably more, uh, relationship, uh, struggles and wants and needs and things that, that were lacking and not the physical <laughs> care for. There's well, a lot of psychological mm-hmm. care that left a lot to be yeah. desired there. So, yeah. And I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is I, I think that's a good point. I think for me, it's like if you've never really faced much rejection as a kid. And I, I mean, I definitely faced rejection from relationships. I was always getting, I was the dude that would put rings on girls tables in third grade on their desks and I'd watch them walking into class and they'd see a ring sitting there from Tim and I'd see him throw it in the trash. Um, it'd say from Tim. Oh yeah. So like it was from you. Yeah. I would write like, like from Tim oh. and I'd have like a little, so you just don't write from Tim. Just, right. just leave, just leave ring. the ring and they'll be like, Ooh, a ring and they'll wear it. And then you'll know like, yeah, <laughs> it's from me. The whole point of bringing this up is like, if you grow up not facing much adversity or your parents don't ever really put limits on your screen time or your parents never really do anything much of putting boundaries around you and you grow up and you face inevitable boundaries, it's probably harder to oh, cope yeah. in the world than people who like it, it's, probably hard for Josiah now to understand the fact that like there is a limit on this 
But you know that when he gets older, whenever he faces situations, he's now going to know how to handle when things are taken away or things don't happen yeah, in his control. Right, because sometimes I don't really give a shit how long he plays Xbox. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do. And it's so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. That inconsistency is probably stressful for him sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he does know when he starts. That's an hour. You get mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are other times if I don't say you have an hour, then it's like whenever I'll mm-hmm. tell him like, Hey, screens off in five minutes or 10 minutes there is no. So maybe that inconsistency is going to be helpful in the future <laughs> to be able to adapt to. I mean, that's how the world works um, to new whatever. Yeah. So like, anyway. yeah, sorry. Without rambling on one more example here. Yeah. Like, I think I mentioned this before, but my dad is like, he's, well, he's going through a hard time for the past couple of years, but ever since I've known him my whole life, um, he can't, he doesn't handle change. Well, uh, if something happens last minute, he's the type of guy where he shuts down. And that's been my example of change is you shut down. And it's gotten to the point in the past 10 years where if he gets a letter in the mail, he wasn't expecting. And all of a sudden he gets this random bill. I mean, that that's a day crusher right there. The day's ruined. And it's also gotten to the point now where if it rains, he can't handle the fact that it rained. And because he, he wasn't he wasn't expecting it. He didn't think it was going to rain, but it rained. And now the day's ruined. Yeah, it's but, not like we have five day forecasts that we can take. A look right. At right. But <laughs> and again, he's not in the, the most healthiest of mindsets right. right now. But but this is like the male figure in my life. This is how I've seen change play out in my mind. And um, and I guess it's like you, you don't think about it at the time growing up because that's just what you know, but there, that, that's not a good example to have whenever you face change. Like going back to the episode we talked about a flat tire and your family vacation, I guess the way to be, say you're with Josiah and you get a flat tire instead of being like, fuck this flat tire. Fuck today. This is stupid. Like, why is that fucking nail on the road being like, this freaking sucks, but okay, yeah, this is it now. It. Let's play find the jack in the car. Yeah, right. Hey, just say, let me find the jack and turn it into something. <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting this bill, and you know, but we, we have the funds. We can make it happen. Hey, that's life. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Yeah, like when our air conditioner was on the fritz the other night, like I immediately went to like, I know how expensive air conditioners can cost, and I know that like I didn't get it serviced at the beginning of this year, and damn it, it's going to be my fault. The thing's not working. <laughs> And um turns out it's fine. But mm-hmm. I immediately went to like, you know, there goes all my all that money I have saved up when I was gonna pay off my truck, there there it goes. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And it was only 160 bucks, you mm-hmm. know. But it's still like, but I was like, you know what though? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Until the guy comes out, there's nothing I can do about it, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't like going to Target and buying fans that night, you know. <laughs> for the kids rooms to stay cool. And like my, my son, Josiah was going to wear like this really heavy shirt and shorts. And I was like, Josiah, let's just wear a pair, pair of underwear and a lightweight shirt. Mm. I don't want to Josiah, do you want to be hot? No. Well then you need to trust me. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't, but I want to wear this. I'm like, Josiah, just trust me, you know, mm-hmm. like that we're going to roll with this. Like, I know you don't want to wear that. Well, I also don't want, you to be hot. So Mm -hmm. you're just gonna have to trust me that you'll be nice and cool wearing this. I think growing up and going camping is a great thing to do because it teaches you to, um, roll with the punches Yeah. because whenever you're in an environment as uncontrolled as a nature, (laughs) you're in your tent and all of a sudden torrential downpour comes in the middle of the night and you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. Um, I try to be prepared. Like I have a backpack. I'm pretty prepared. Um, 
when I went to scouts camp the other week with my son talking about control, like I had no idea what to expect. Mm -hmm. And when I went into it, it was similar to this situation with Emily in San Diego with her surgery. My goal here is to make sure my son has a good time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not here for me. I'm not here for anything else. I have no other responsibilities, but to make sure he has a good time and to take care of him. Mm -hmm. This is first time here. And when we got there to the, uh, to the campsite and I saw the tents, I didn't know what kind of tents they were going to be like. I just, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I just heard that there's going to be tents available. Well, there are these platforms on the ground and it's just like canvas tents. The sides are flapping open. Mm -hmm. I open it up. There's two cots there. Um, creepy crawlies have a hundred percent all access to the floor coming up from underneath and there was bugs. And I'm just like, I had a f minor freak out moment. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I have my tent. I could set up another tent. That's what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And I get there I'm like, no. So I, I found like some extra rope and I roped up all of the mm. sides of the tent and I kind of tightened it up as much as I could enough to, but then I get in the tent and the cot, the cots are broken. Oh. Like we had two mattress pads on our cots. I was like, wow, we got two mattress pads. But then I got it and the cots are broken. So like all of the springs weren't attached. So then I had to find some other twine you know, and I may do, I, may, I, I fixed them up and I made them work. I'm like feeling really resourceful about mm -hmm. this, even though I wasn't prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I talked my son down that night, like he was almost ready. We were both ready to go home. And to oh, the wow. point where I was almost like, you know, we could go home. We're only 20 minutes from home. Right. <laughs> we could go home and come back in the morning. Um, and I told him, I said, buddy, let's just get through tonight. And and we'll see how tomorrow goes. We'll mm. see what our sleeping arrangements are tomorrow because we were going to move sites. And uh, if we want to go home and sleep, we can. But we can stay here. And we ended up staying. Mm. Um, and it was really nice. So, hmm. uh, you know, those things where it's like trying to hold the expectations loosely, like, and know that, like, things are on the fly, you know, and you got to take care of it. And I think that lack of stress, you know, while I was setting up the can the tent, he was over there with some guy was spraying bug spray. Some other kid was spraying bug spray, giving them bad advice. And he said, yeah, I'll just spray it on your legs and you can rub it all around. Well, then Josiah rubs it all around and then rubs his eyes. Oh, boy. And he just starts screaming. <laughs> and A, I think bug spray is shit anyway. And mm. we will make our own bug spray, then use that chemical crap. Mm. Um, but so he's using it. So I, I, I had to flush that out. Like, it's fine. Just let it go. But then when he started crying, yeah, I, I immediately started to get pissed. But I'm like, Josiah, you can't rub your eyes after that stuff. I'm really sorry. I had to go flush his eyes out with water. And then I come back over and I don't care what any of the other adults said. I pulled all those kids together and I said, listen, here's the deal. You cannot tell people to rub bug spray. It ain't sunscreen, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you oh, can't. I and I had to, I had to teach him. Um, but anyway. Yeah, just Control. about that, like trying to free myself up to handle that in a way that's not aggressive, but like in a teaching moment, mm -hmm. like not being upset and yelling because nobody really ever learns. They just shut down if you yell, mm -hmm. but teach them why that kids, I think they form patterns and you have to teach them because they just don't know. I think everyone should put themselves in a situation where it's going to be dicey and a lot of that has to do with mother nature maybe go on a road trip go camping for a weekend just do something where you're not in a controlled environment and that's the best way i think to realize that you're capable of handling a lot more than you think like if you can handle 
a week out on the river with friends canoeing and, and kayaking and then camping, you can probably handle being in your office and your email doesn't send at five like you thought it would or, you know what I mean? Like you now have like a muscle that you, um, like a new muscle. Yeah. So. And I think you're right. Putting yourself in those situations where that one weekend that your brother actually went with me mm-hmm. kayaking on the river it gave him confidence um, doing that. You know, it's out of our comfort zone. I like to be prepared, you know, so I like, I'll have all my stuff in a dry bag and uh, thinking it's going to stay dry. Well, that trip, it didn't stay dry. <laughs> we flipped over or something and, and it did end up getting wet because I didn't put it in right. And then we get to our one island, you know, on the Susquehanna and it starts threatening storms. Mm-hmm. Not just the red and orange storms, the purple storms, <laughs> like the purple ones that mean like serious business with threats of tornadoes. And now we did have a guide with us who was really hands off. Um, he's fishing <laughs> and we're freaking out and he's over there catfishing and he's like, yeah, it'll be fine. And like the river floods and we're on an island, right? Flash flooding. And it's pouring down rain that night. I've got a river running through my tent. I ended up getting in another t- a tent with my friend Eric. And um, it was something I don't like doing. I-, I want my own tent. And um, But that was fine. I was like, no, i got to be okay with this because I want to sleep tonight. And uh, we find the highest little part of this little tiny island. <laughs> and you know we're putting a stick there so we know like how far where the water levels are. And he's like, our guide's like, yeah, you know what? If it's going to flood, it ain't going to flood till the morning anyway. And we'll be gone. And I'm like, do I sleep in my kayak? Should I sleep in my kayak just in case? <laughs> yeah, right. And, um, but we got through and it was fine. And it and, was just. And you realize like, okay, well, if I can survive that. Yeah, like if it was really dangerous, the owner of the outfitter company would have come and got us. Like mm-hmm. if he thought that, yeah, it is going to be scary and it is going to be, we got to monitor it. But if they really thought that we were in trouble, they wouldn't have let us out there. Mm-hmm. They would have came and got us. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they were just shitting their pants too and <laughs> was hoping everything would be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's like a freaking pilot. You're hitting turbulence and they're like, hey, everybody, we're just postponing uh, this food service for a while here until the turbulence sets down. But really, they're like, what the fuck? Like, where are we going to land? <laughs> like, but, uh, this is the worst turbulence we've ever had and I <laughs> yeah. hope we're fine. Right. Um, we're just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, right. You said, the, yeah, it's funny. We should wrap it up. This yeah. is good stuff. Cool. See you on Monday. Yeah. Bye. Bye.